0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, or good night. Whenever and wherever within the realms of time and space my voice finds you. Welcome. My name is Aaron James. You're listening to episode 9 of Kids Myth Plus, where each week we share stories from the worlds of folklore, legend, and mythology. This week we return to the world of the Norse and bring you part 2, the conclusion of Iduna and her apples, how Loki put the gods in danger. In episode 8, part 1, we were introduced to Iduna, the Norse goddess of spring and keeper of mysterious apples, which the gods of Asgard must eat in order to remain young and immortal. Odin, the father of the gods, brings Loki along with him on one of his frequent trips to the land of humans, where he often goes to keep watch and give the humans guidance now and then. Traveling near Jotunheim, the realm of the giants, The gods grew hungry and finding a herd of cattle, Loki captures a bull and tries to cook it. But no matter how he tries, the meat remains raw and will not cook. Turns out the meat was enchanted, but stubborn Loki would not stop trying to cook it until finally he is captured and carried off by the giant Tiasi, who has taken the form of a great eagle. To gain his freedom, Loki agrees to lure the goddess Iduna beyond the walls of Asgard, where the giants who long for her magic apples and their power to grant everlasting youth can capture her. We pick up our story as Loki is returned to Asgard to fulfill the treacherous oath he swore to the giant Tiasi. Iduna and her apples How Loki Put the Gods in Danger, Part 2 Now, Odin had already returned, and he had told the dwellers in Asgard of Loki's attempt to cook enchanted meat. All laughed to think that Loki had been left hungry for all his cunning. Then when he came into Asgard looking so famished, they thought it was because Loki had had nothing to eat. They laughed at him more and more, but they brought him into the feast hall and gave him the best food with wine from Odin's wine cup. When the feast was over, the dwellers in Asgard went to Iduna's garden as was their custom. There sat Iduna in the golden house that opened on her garden. Had she been in the world of men, everyone who saw her would have remembered their own innocence seeing one who was so fair and good she had blue eyes as the blue sky and she smiled as if she were remembering lovely things she had seen or heard the basket of shining apples was beside her to each god and goddess iduna gave a shining apple each one ate the apple given rejoicing to think that they would never become a day older then odin the father of the gods, said the runes that were always said in praise of Iduna, and the dwellers in Asgard went out of Iduna's garden, each one going to his or her own shining house. All went, except Loki, that is, the doer of good and the doer of evil. Loki sat in the garden, watching fair and simple Iduna. After a while she spoke to him and said, Why do you still stay, wise Loki? To get a closer look at your apples, said Loki. I'm wondering if the apples I saw yesterday are really as shining as the apples that are in thy basket. There are no apples in the world as shining as mine, said Iduna. The apples I saw were more shining, said Loki. Yes, and they smelled better, too, Iduna. Iduna was troubled at what Loki, whom she deemed so wise, had told her. Her eyes filled with tears that there might be more shining apples in the world than hers. Oh, Loki, it cannot be. No apples are more shining, and none smell so sweet as the apples I pluck off the tree in my garden. Go then and see, said Loki. Just outside Asgard is the tree that has the apples I saw. You, Iduna, you never leave the garden, and so you don't know of it. You don't know what grows in the world outside. Go out of Asgard and see for yourself. I will go, Loki, said Iduna the fair and simple. Iduna went outside the wall of Asgard. She went to the place Loki had told her that the apples grew in. But as she looked this way and that way, Iduna heard a whir of wings above her. Looking up, she saw a mighty eagle, the largest eagle that had ever appeared in the sky. She drew back toward the gate of Asgard. Then the great eagle swooped down, Iduna felt herself lifted up, and then she was being carried away from Asgard. Away, away over Midgard, where men lived. Away toward the rocks and snow of Jotunheim. Across the river that flows between the world of men and the realm of the giants, Iduna was taken. Then the eagle flew into a cleft in the mountain and Iduna was left in the cavernous hall lighted up by columns of fire that burst from the earth. The wings and the feathers fell from him and she saw her captor was a terrible giant. Oh, why have you carried me off from Asgard and brought me to this place? Iduna cried that I might eat your shining apples, Iduna, said Tiasi the giant. No, no, that cannot be. I have been trusted with the shining apples, and I may only give them to the gods. Then I shall take the apples from you, said Tiasi the giant. He took the basket out of her hands and opened it. But when he touched the apples, they shriveled under his hands. He left them in the basket and he set the basket down. For he now knew that the apples would be no good to him unless Iduna gave them to him with her own hands. You must stay with me here until you give me the shining apples, he said to her. And poor Iduna was frightened. She was frightened of the strange cave and frightened of the fire that kept bursting out of the earth. And she was frightened by the terrible giant. But above all, she was frightened to think of the evil that would fall upon the dwellers in Asgard if she were not there to give them the shining apples to eat. The giant came to her again But still Iduna would not give him the shining apples. And there in the cave she stayed, the giant troubling her every day. And she grew more and more fearful as she saw in her dreams. The dwellers in Asgard go to the garden, go there and, not being given the shining apples, feel and see a change coming over themselves and over each other. It was as Iduna saw in her dreams. Every day the dwellers in Asgard went to her garden. Odin and Thor, Hodar and Baldur, Tyr and Heimdall, Vidar and Vali with Frigga, Freya, and Nanna. There was no one to pluck the apples off their tree, and a change began to come over the gods and goddesses. They no longer walked lightly. Their shoulders became bent. Their eyes no longer were as bright as dewdrops. And when they looked upon one another, they saw the change. Age was coming upon the dwellers in Asgard. They knew that the time would come when Frigga would be gray, when Sif's golden hair would fade, when Odin would no longer have his clear wisdom, and when Thor would not have strength enough to raise and fling his thunderbolts. And the dwellers in Asgard were saddened by this knowledge, and it seemed to them that all brightness had gone from their shining city. Where was Iduna, whose apples would give back their youth and strength? The gods had searched for her through the world of men. No trace of her did they find. But now Odin, searching through his wisdom, saw a means to get knowledge of where Iduna was hidden. He summoned his two ravens, Hugin and Munin, his two ravens that flew through the earth and through the realm of the giants, and that knew all things that were past and all things that were to come. He summoned Hugin and Munin, and they came, and one sat on his right shoulder and one sat on his left shoulder, and they told him deep secrets. They told him of Tiasi and his desire for the shining apples that the dwellers in Asgard ate, and of Loki's deception of Iduna, the fair and simple. What Odin learned from his ravens was told in the Council of the Gods. Then Thor the Strong went to Loki and laid hands upon him. When Loki found himself in the grip of the Strong God, he said, What wouldst thou want me to do, O Thor? I would hurl thee into a chasm in the ground and strike thee with my thunder, said the Strong Guard. It was thou who didst bring it about that Iduna went from Asgard. O Thor, said Loki, Do not crush me with thy thunder. Let me stay in Asgard. I will strive to win Iduna back. The judgment of the gods, said Thor, is that thou, the cunning one, shouldst go to Jotunheim and by thy craft win Iduna back from the giants. Go or else I shall hurl thee into the chasm and crush thee with my thunder. I will go said Loki. From Friga, the wife of Odin, Loki borrowed the dress of falcon feathers that she owned. He had clad himself in it and flew to Jotunheim in the form of a falcon. He searched through Jotunheim until he found Tiasi's daughter, Skadi. He flew before Skadi and he let the giant maid catch him and hold him as a pet. One day, the giant maiden carried him into the cave where Iduna, the fair and simple, was held. When Loki saw Iduna there, he knew that part of his quest was ended. Now he had to get Iduna out of Jotunheim and away to Asgard. He stayed no more with the giant maiden, but flew up into the high rocks of the cave. Skadi wept for the flight of her pet, but she ceased to search and call and went away from the cave. Then Loki, the doer of good and the doer of evil, flew to where Iduna was sitting and spoke to her. Iduna, when she knew that one of the dwellers in Asgard was near, wept with joy. Loki told her what she was to do. By the power of a spell that was given him, he was able to change her into the form of a sparrow. But before she did this, she took the shining apples out of her basket and flung them into places where the giant would never find them. Scotty, coming back to the cave, saw the falcon fly out with the sparrow beside him. She cried out to her father, and the giant knew that the falcon was Loki and the sparrow was Iduna. He changed himself into the form of a mighty eagle. By this time, the sparrow and falcon were out of sight, but Tiasi, knowing that he could fly faster, flew toward Asgard. Soon he saw them. They flew with all the power they had, but the great wings of the eagle brought him nearer and nearer to them. The dwellers in Asgard, standing on the wall, saw the falcon and the sparrow with the great eagle pursuing them. They knew who they were, Loki and Iduna with Tiasi in pursuit. As they watched the eagle winging nearer and nearer, the dwellers in Asgard were fearful that the falcon and the sparrow would be caught upon, and that Iduna would be taken again by Tiasi. They lighted great fires upon the wall, knowing that Loki would find a way through the fires, bringing Iduna with him but that Tiasi would not find a way. The falcon and the sparrow flew toward the fires. Loki went between the flames and brought Iduna with him. And Tiasi, coming up to the fires and finding no way through, beat his wings against the flames. He fell down from the wall, and the death that came to him afterwards was laid to Loki. Thus, Iduna was brought back to Asgard. Once again, she sat in the golden house that opened to her garden. Once again, she plucked the shining apples off the tree she tended, and once again, she gave them to the dwellers in Asgard. And the dwellers in Asgard walked lightly again, and brightness came into their eyes and into their cheeks. Age no more approached them. Youth came back. Light and joy were again in Asgard. So Loki has managed once again to get himself into some mischief. Perhaps this time due to stubbornness and some poor decision making. Where did he go wrong? Well, I can think of a couple of places. First, the meat, but then later agreeing to lure Iduna beyond the wall. Maybe at this point he could have gone to Odin and the others for help. Nonetheless, I think there are some lessons to take away from this story. Did you get any? The big one I'm getting is, even if you do make a wrong decision or a bad choice, as Loki did here... In life, there is always a chance to redeem ourselves and make it right. In the end, Loki did what was right and told Odin and the others what had happened and with their help was able to rescue the goddess Iduna and return her and her apples to the garden in Asgard. So remember, even if we make a mistake, a wrong choice, even when we are stubborn, and hold on when we should let go, even when we are up to no good, there is always a chance to make things right. If Loki can do it, so can we. Today's story was taken from the book The Children of Odin by Padraig Kolom, originally published 101 years ago in 1920. This has been Episode 9 of Kids Myth Plus, presented to you by me, Aaron James, and a presentation of Brooklyn Sage Productions. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kidsmith Plus. That's at Kids Myth Plus, P L U S. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep asking questions and looking for the magic. It's all around us.